Roethlisberger pulls it back, throws, has Juju Smith-Schuster. What a start to the night. One play, bang, touchdown Steelers. And the Bears have it. It's a fumble and a takeaway. Eddie Jackson going the other way for the Chicago touchdown. Balls Don't Lie podcast. Let's Welcome go. to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N Anton, along with my co-host, Regular Steven, what's poppin' <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Look, I saw something on the way over here, and I wanted to just make a little comment about it. So, you know how you see, like, bumper stickers or, like, people put stickers on their windshield or their you yeah, know, back uh-huh. windows or whatever? Yep. So, I saw one, and I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was, uh, it said, my daughter is a welder. <laughs> what so like i understand i understand you know when it's like uh my daughter is a soldier and my son is a soldier i get that you're adult you know that's an adult thing most of the times if it says my daughter or my son it's usually like my son is an honor student or like you know something that implies that it's still right. a child like nobody cares if your daughter's a welder my daughter's a welder i'm glad you're proud about it but doesn't that seem like a weird sticker that's a very weird sticker i mean it all goes back to the are your kids special? Right. Yeah, like, I don't know what's next. We're going to start seeing, like, you know, <laughs> my son is a real estate agent. <laughs> or, like, you know, my daughter. <laughs> my, my kids, <laughs> they weren't on honor roll, but they graduated. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. My Come daughter on. is a coffee shop barista. I don't, like, I don't get it. But anyways, I thought that was funny. I don't know. It's the, that was the first time I've seen one of those that... Gives a shout out to an adult, their adult child. That's like nothing, you know, just a normal, normal thing. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It might be depending on your expectations for your child. <laughs> True. True. And that being a welder, it might have been like, "Woo! I thought you was gonna be a cook at uh, McDonald's." <laughs> yeah. You became so a welder. Good. So good you job. Have something. Yeah, and nothing against welders. I'm just no, saying no. to like shout out because like I don't, you know, this is as good as what I do. I'm just saying it's like uh, <laughs> it's just weird to shout out your adult. Uh, child's profession when it's something other than soldier. Like, I get that one. I just don't right. understand the. Is well, it bumper sticker work? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't think oh, so. Oh, no. But, anyways, <laughs> like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe, tell somebody, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your kids. We don't cuss that much. So. <laughs> Your kids can listen too sometimes. But anyways, we're going to talk about some football. Yep. Championship weekend passed. Nothing went the way we wanted it to go. We didn't have an actual horse in the race. But even the ones that we, uh, what do you say, <laughs> kind of just latched on to, yeah. they didn't win either. Yeah. So... Just general feeling. How do you feel coming out of that weekend? Uh, it's really look. It's it's really too bad with some of the officiating things that happened because you had two overtime games to decide who goes to Super Bowl. Normally, I'm thinking, okay, if you tell me I'm going into the weekend to decide who's going to Super Bowl and I'm going to get two overtime games, I'm taking it. Every time. And they were both great games and exciting for that reason. But there's just this cloud over the whole thing, I feel like, that is kind of just kind of putting a damper on excitement for the Super Bowl. Aside from the fact that I don't like these teams. Right. <laughs> it's just been the whole feeling about it because of some of the officiating things that happened and um, stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I guess I don't. How do you feel? I, yeah. I mean, I just feel horrible. I don't like it at all, you know. You definitely want another team to outplay another team. You don't want the Zebras to have anything to do with it except just doing their job. And that's it. But at least in one of the, you know, games, for sure, the Zebras were the deciding factor in a game. And nobody wants that shit. It's that simple. Nobody wants that. And... The Patriots won again. God damn. It's like, yeah, it's fatigue. It's, it's, it's just, it's oh fatigue. my gosh. I'm over it. 
Listen, people, I don't actually hate the Patriots. I just hate that they're there all the time. That's it. I don't know anybody personally on that team. Definitely don't have a rooting interest in there, you know, but they're just another team. But they just always are standing in the way of my team and every other team in the AFC for sure. Just like, come on, man. It's annoying. But, I mean, look, what's it been, like 17 years? So was the first the first one they went to was in like 2001 something like with that Brady. yeah yeah so that means in the last 18 years they've been to nine of the super bowls and i just don't i'm not sure how to really like compare there's nothing to compare that that stretch of dominance to it's just so annoying i mean that all kinds of respect for it but man i'm just tired of seeing them in the super bowl every year yeah pretty much every year Fourth in the last five. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, if you hate LeBron, that's the only reason you can't hate him. Just right. the same way with the Patriots. Yeah. Because they're just there every single year. And but. we knew. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen. I said this. It. You did, yes, you did say this. And I didn't pick it. Here's what. Look, this is why I didn't pick them in the Super Bowl. The first... <laughs> the first thing, like last week, I flipped my pick from I had Chiefs in the Super Bowl when we first did it. Uh huh. And then I changed it to the Patriots because that's, I assumed that the Patriots were going to lose to the Chargers. But right. once they got past the Chargers, it, like we talked about it after that weekend, it was like, okay, this, it's, gonna, it's happening <laughs> again. It's going to happen again. And here it is. It's happened again. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know what to make of it. I, are they that much smarter? Is Belichick that much smarter? Than everyone else? I honestly don't think so. I think it's the fear of God in everybody that plays the Patriots now. Do they start doing stuff that's outside of what they normally think? I like think they start like, you know, trying to do to outsmart themselves almost? Absolutely. You, when you look at a Patriots game, they do not do anything special. Nothing. They ran the ball down uh, the Chiefs' throat a lot. Very normal stuff. But you assume, because they have Brady, that he's going to chuck it 45 times because he's so good. No, they just kept it simple. Gutted you, then went to Edelman. They only threw to Gronk maybe two, three times the entire game, and those were the very deciding moments of the game. It's like they kept it very, very, very simple. Everybody outs, outthinks, you know, overthinks everything against the Patriots. It's not that hard. It really isn't. But. Well, I shouldn't say it's not that hard. Yeah. Excuse me, because it must be. <laughs> it is very hard. No, no one's doing it. But and I don't know. You know, I don't know where Julian Edelman is currently right at this moment. But he's open. Yeah, he's open. <laughs> he's open. He's open. Cover Edelman. I don't understand it. We're gonna get into that <laughs> every single time. You know where they're going. And what? And you. And you got Tony Romo. Was he calling? Which game did he call? He was calling the Patriots, Patriots game. Patriots game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Out here, out here. Like, okay, he if t- Tony Romo is up in the booth calling this game and he knows exactly what's coming, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm calling him and I'm hiring him immediately as defensive coordinator, come out of the booth, and you tell me. Because how does he know and no one else seems to know? Better yet, call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was sitting in bed with my wife watching the final moments of that game. And I called every play that they were going to run just by based on lineup. They were motioning uh, Edelman inside. They're going to Edelman. He's going to be open in the middle. They split Gronk out wide. They're going to Gronk. Singled up. Single high. They're going to Gronk. Yep. Now my question is, why do you play single high on a team that has Tom Brady? First and foremost. Second of all, why do you press coverage Gronk with somebody who's six to seven inches shorter than him and can get muscled anytime? You can't. How do you press Gronk? Are you serious? You'd have to use uh, Cleo Mack. (laughs) (laughs) You know, someone like that. You can't. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, what are you going to do? If he wanted to block that receiver, he would have blocked him all the way into the uh, cornerback. Yeah. He would have blocked him all the way into the stands. Yeah. Because that's just Gronk. Yeah, but like that, he was pushing the sled. And <laughs> it was a safety matter of fact. It was Eric Berry. Yeah. 
It's a little dude right there. Yeah. As far as height-wise, it's like, come on, they're going to Gronk. Uh, he's out there again. He's going to Gronk. Edelman's wide open in the middle. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, I sent out a tweet about that, too. Like, man, it's, I it call it a better game in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. And, like, the Chargers, like, everybody knows for the whole 17 years of Brady's career, you shouldn't use, you know, obviously exclusively zone coverage. Zone so coverage. what do they do? They use zone. I just don't get it. They zone all game, even when they're they're marching down the field. They never came out of it, and so like you just see these teams that they go play the Patriots, and it's just, you know, I don't I don't know. It, it's stupid. I don't really. It's hard to put your finger on it. The system obviously works. I mean it. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter who's out there. They just seem it to doesn't. have guys that will catch the ball, <laughs> and there's no. I don't know. I don't get it. I have no idea. It's frustrating. One thing I do think is I think these teams that, you know, especially the last few teams, they're all good pass rush teams. Mm-hmm. There's a simple fix for that. There's a very simple fix for good pass rush teams. You yeah. hold in more blockers. Yeah. That's it. And they're going to have to run uh, zone defense off of that because you don't have enough defenders out there. Right. So he eats up zone defense. Right. Did he get sacked last game? If he did once? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think it once. seem like it. Same thing against the Chargers. Yeah. More blockers. Run the ball, first of all, effectively. And it's all the way sewn up. That's yeah. how I look at it. You yeah. Know? All these teams have way too much faith in their pass rush. Well, and the same thing, I was just thinking about when the Bears played the Patriots. It was the same thing. The pass game or the pass rush was completely neutralized. neutralized. They couldn't get to him, and that was the whole key going in. You think, well, the way to beat Brady, you have to get hands in his face. I mean, that's true for most that's quarterbacks, true. but especially for a guy as immobile as Brady, if you you got to get pressure in his face. And with the way they get the ball out of there so quick, and like the stuff you're talking about, it's just so hard to do. And yeah. teams just have very just very little success in in doing that. It's I don't, I don't know. You think you you would just keep your your three to four man rush up the middle? You know, Brady's not running anywhere. Right. Nowhere. He's gonna pat the ball until he sees something open. You keep more people in coverage. That's it. That's the only way I think you can stop him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it it seems like it. Yeah. But who knows? We don't get checks. I know who's not getting another check. That's the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs because he got fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely And you fired. can see it. I mean, it's hard to, you know, I guess one of the reasons, too, I mean, it, you'd think it's maybe just for that one game, but it was probably that was just the, the icing on the cake. Yeah, it was. They didn't have very good defense all year, and so, yeah, you, know, you, go, you go, Yeah, you go see that, and then it's like, yeah, okay, we'll make a change here. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, so that moves them on. I mean, congrats to the – yeah, you know, Patriots, and it's it's a it's such an impressive thing. I don't want to understate that, but it's just so hard to sit here and just heap praise because it's just it's things we've heard for the last almost twenty years now. Yes, so it's just it's nothing, hard to say anything that's not been said. Nothing new, nothing new. Uh, okay, well, the Ram Saints game. <sighs> I mean, it's really hard to talk about this game without talking about officiating. So, yeah. I don't want to go into officiating on this segment. Right. We'll just say the Rams won this game when they really shouldn't have. Uh, the Saints went up 13 to nothing in this game. Yeah. You know. And I thought, you know, once that, you know, once it got to that point, I was saying, okay. I mean, obviously the Rams can make a run, but. Right. You know, you're, you're feeling pretty good. And then, one thing I do want to say, the Rams kicker, Zerline. That that fifty seven yarder that he made, yeah. that thing would have been good from like seventy. 70. Yep. And it was deep. <laughs> that was deep and right down the middle. That thing didn't like just hit the net. It almost wanted to go through the net. Like there was some serious power on that kick. And I instantly became envious. Obviously, <laughs> like wow, yes. a fifty seven yarder. Right. And they made it. Dang. Like Cody Parkey's range was like fifty three. Yeah. And I don't think that's acceptable for a professional kicker. Not really. That's it just isn't. not good range. No. 53? There's guys in college kicking 50 yards all the time. Yeah. 
Like I don't I don't understand it. But I thought I mean those kicks those kicks were huge. Um Yeah, I mean it really comes down to you hate to say it. Obviously there were more plays over the game, but it, it kind of just that ending of the game really would have yeah. been way different. Harping on your kicking thing, both kickers were flawless from the field. You know, four for four uh, for the Rams kicker. What's his name? Zulin? Zerling? Zerling? Four for four. Then uh, Lutz, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Three for three. Yep. Kicking is important. All yep. the teams that didn't make it probably had a suspect kicker. Sucks. Yep. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> yeah. The elite kickers saved the day. Trust yep. me. Can't leave points on the field. It's just it's imperative you have to score if you're in range, period. Man, well, so you know, so we got, look, it was a good game. I mean, aside, you take that officiating, which we're going to talk about more later. You take that away, and it, it was a good game. I mean, it was a close game. I'm not really sure what's going on with Todd Gurley. Um, I don't know if they've come out and said anything. He only had four carries. He was just standing on the sidelines. I don't, he's got to be hurt. Oh, man, what did he do? He did something. I think he missed a block or something like that. What was it? Man, I forgot because immediately they put in C.J. Anderson right after that, and he really never saw the field like that again. It was kind of weird. But that's such a – like that – yeah, you don't let that happen, but for him to like not come back in the game. Yeah, he did something that was egregious. I cannot remember because I remember visually seeing it like – they said something, and he was just standing over there on the bench. Like, he wasn't coming back in. It was the weirdest thing. Never mentioned anything injury-related. It had to probably do something about it. Like, he's not as, as effective. Especially C.J. Anderson has been running like a dog for the last three games, four games. Yeah, but... But... but you put all that money you, into that man. I mean, I don't... It's, that's really bizarre. It's got to be... One it's got to be something with that knee. He had to just not feel comfortable with something. I don't know. It is weird, though. Because how do you... I don't know. I, I can't wait to hear. But I'm sure leading up to the all the Super Bowl interviews and stuff, yeah. I'm sure that's going to come out at some point. If that, but, that contract is not sounding that smart right now, I can tell you that. <laughs> not if he's not able to <laughs> go. I mean, I don't... You know. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So you had the two best teams. And the thing that sucks for the Rams to me is that, again, because of the call, nobody's saying that they – no one's talking about the Rams' achievement of making it to the Super Bowl. It's all just True. talking about this officiating and what changes are going to be having to come forward from officiating. Right. You know, it's like it, – it sucks. It's not the Rams' issue. Like, they're not the ones that didn't make the call. Right. And, you know, in overtime, they did what they had to do to win the game. Very true. The question was, you know – should the game have even been in overtime? That's a whole separate issue. But once it gets there, you still got to play. The Saints still got to come out and make plays, and they didn't. That interception by Breeze? Yep, just like that. You can't – I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's it. You, you got to come out and play, and they didn't. The Rams made plays, and they're going Super Bowl. Congrats. First time for McVay, first time for Goff, obviously, young quarterback. Yeah, it's gonna be the first of I don't want to say many, but first of many teams that they're gonna have. They're gonna be good enough probably to get there. Yeah, oh, and and, yeah. and this one made it. I mean, last year's Rams team was good enough to get to a Super Bowl, didn't get there. But you see, and this is what I'm hoping for with the Bears, since I'm always right. gonna keep tying it back in. But you find that consistency. You just got to put yourself there enough times. Right. You know, it, like to a much larger scale. When you talk about the Patriots, yeah, when you go to nine Super Bowls. You're gonna get. You're gonna win some of them. You're, you're gonna win some of them. So you just gotta put yourself there, and that's what they did. And they took advantage of a bad call, and they won. And I want to say, I, I mean, they deserve to win. They deserve to win. Ish. But <laughs> they deserve. But, ish, but yeah, they just you know they earned it as much as the Saints did. Yeah. But man, that call. Man, that call. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that maybe didn't see the game, Saints are driving, third down play, uh, inside the – they were inside the – I don't remember what yard line they were on, but the penalty occurred like inside the five-yard line. Yeah. 
or around the five-yard line. So pass interference, clear pass interference, not only pass interference, but helmet to helmet. Ref is right there, doesn't make the call. The way it changed the game, because the Saints still scored. They scored their field goal. What happened, though, was they would have had a fresh set of downs, take a knee, run the clock, and then kick the field goal, which would have been the game-winning field goal. Right. So, you know, that's what it was. It was a pass interference that didn't get called, and that's how they were in a position to – you know, for the Rams to stay in the game and for the Saints not to be able to close it out. Yeah, all bad. All bad. All bad. <laughs> One of the worst missed calls I've seen. Ever. And especially in such a, a moment like that when you're talking about the end of the game to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, bad. Bad, bad. Real bad. And on that note, we're going to take a break because we're going to actually go into this a little more officiating in the NFL. Because it's getting kind of ridiculous, and we all hate it. We all hate it. So, we'll come back here in a second on Balls Don't Lie, regular Steven. <laughs> Bring it on back. <laughs> Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. For the first time, we're going to actually talk about there not being laundry on the field. <laughs> 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 we always complain, you know, not just talking about us, but everybody talks about the amount of flags that are thrown in a game. You know, ticky-tack, PI calls, uh, whatever, helmet-to-helmets, holding calls, roughing the passer. It's a lot of them. A lot of them should be let go just because, you know, some of them don't even affect the actual outcome of a play. Those are the ones that we really, really hate. And then hitting the quarterback, not with putting your body weight on him and stuff like that. We hate those. But now we're talking about a call that is so obvious that everybody, you know, everybody in, in the world saw except the official that should have made the call. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, mm. And why? Look, I want to ask him what he has to be looking at it. There's, there's an official for every single receiver on the field. He was standing right there. I would just like to ask him what... I, I refuse to believe that he didn't see it, because that would mean he wasn't looking. And if you're not looking, then what are you doing? So, I have to assume he saw it. Now, I have to ask him, why didn't you call it? What is the reason that you could possibly give that you for why you didn't call that penalty. Either the helmet-to-helmet or the pass interference. Because it was so early and so obvious, I just don't understand how you could not make a call. Yeah, well, who knows, man. On a pass interference play, especially a lot of times, they call it automatically if the DB doesn't turn his head around. And he didn't do that either. He did not turn his head around. He was there at least a second before the ball got there. <laughs> and helmet to helmet. Now, the helmet to helmet, you might not see in real time. Sure. You can kind of get away with that one. But he didn't turn his head. That's the it's textbook. That's textbook stuff right there. It is a rule that I don't like. Me too. I hate that rule. But the amount of times you guys call it, why not call it this time? Right. I mean, that egregious? It, it, it has to be called. It was it terrible. It just has to be called. It was so egregious that the guy, uh, I don't know what DB, the DB's name was, but he was prepared for a flag to come out. <laughs> he yeah. was prepared for it One well, and, and celebrated when it didn't show up. Yeah, and I don't, know, I don't know who the receiver was, but he didn't get up acting like looking for a – it was almost like he assumed a, a flag was going to be called yeah, because right. he didn't – like you would have thought he would have gotten up and been, you know, hands up, going to the ref. What, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. No, right. it's just nothing. And he just – like, it was just a weird, it was a really bizarre sequence, but it's got to be called. There's really no excuse for that. So, moving forward, though, one of the things they're talking about doing, at least I've heard that they're proposing, is a couple of things. Obviously, they're still trying to figure out how they would go about it. But So, we'll just see how kind of we feel about either of the possibilities. One would be allowing coaches to challenge um, a penalty or a non-call on a penalty. 
Another, they said, would be like for headquarters where they're, you know, they're looking at all the monitors and all that stuff to be able to maybe call the penalty from there or, you know, get into those guys' headsets and tell them you need to, you, you guys missed that, you need to huddle up and, mm-hmm. and, and fix it, you know, like instant. Um, because, you know, the answer that Sean Payton got after the game, which is we missed that call. Yeah, like no shit, but what am I supposed to do with that now? Right. You missed that call, but that just cost us the opportunity to close out the game and go to the Super Bowl. Now, you obviously you can't assume that he's gonna they're gonna take the knees and he's gonna make the field goal, but you know, most likely. But there's nothing you can do with well, we missed it. Right. So do either of those scenarios or can you think of another one where, okay, you get a challenge penalties or you know, obviously having someone be able to, you know, get into these guys' headphones and tell them that you, you missed it, you got to fix it. Do you, are you up for either of those things? Uh, man, first of all, I'm up for anything that's going to fix those, you know, fix this situation. But <clears throat> first of all, they shouldn't be able to challenge plays like week to week. I think it should be only in high leverage moments. So playoffs. And maybe, you know, last, you know, whatever time, maybe last five minutes or something like that, just because there's damn near pass interference on all passing plays. They're, they're throwing 40 and 50 times a game. You can't just keep right. <laughs> looking at these plays over and over. But, and there should be a, a, a high-level official either at the game in top of the booth or at headquarters, like, whistling down to these dudes like, no, you missed that. Yeah, fix it. You know, I I don't know about a challenge system. Being a Steelers fan, my my coach every time he challenges, he loses. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know if he has somebody up top. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if he has somebody up top giving him uh, pointers on this or telling him to challenge him, but he sucks at it. So I don't want more of those. I don't want more play stoppages. And I want officials to. To have the same footage that we see, because when we see footage, it just seems so, you know, yep, 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 make the call. Right. But they're under the hood for five minutes. I don't know what angles you're getting. You might just want to tune in to whatever station you're being broadcasted on and watch that. But I don't, I don't know what, what can fix this. Better officials or maybe the, <laughs> maybe the officials that are looking at the line play. Because they seem to get the most easiest, uh, the, the simplest uh, holding calls called all the time. How did you see that? It's yeah. six, it's eight people in the box that, that weigh 300 pounds. How right. did you see somebody grab the other guy's shirt from the other angle? Like, right. I, I really don't know. But they have to fix it. They can't let a call like this ruin somebody's chance to go to a Super Bowl. They might not ever get a chance to go. And you have to... You know, they have to live with not going again because one call. One call changed their whole outlook on their entire career. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's bad. Yeah. Drew Brees is 40 years old. He might not ever sniff another uh, Super Bowl. Right. It's hard. It's, it's hard, hard to get hell. back to the conference championship. It's hard to get to the playoffs. You know, you get a certain right combination of injuries any given year, and you can almost be done. So, yeah, I agree. I agree with that for the most part. I don't part of me wants to say, yeah, I I would want them to be able to challenge certain penalties, like certain types of penalties. Mm-hmm. But for me, the answer is just the booth has to be more part of penalties. Yeah. If if they can see these right away, you can see replays. If you know, like some of these in the Patriots game, for example, the uh, hands to the helmet or whatever it ends up getting called on Brady when he's that guy's hand just comes slapping Slap over and hit his shoulder and hit his shoulder hit his shoulder yeah so I've seen that happen a number of times to quarterbacks and it, look this it only adds more fuel to the fire that people think that the Patriots get calls yeah. because I've seen that same play a number of times not get called yeah but never when Tom Brady's playing right. I saw a bad one. Like, one of them, like, I, it might have been Mahomes Andrew Luck or Mahomes, Mahomes or somebody. Mahomes got hit in the face that same game. And I've seen other ones in these playoffs where, like, guys get hit in the face mask, helmet turn almost, right. and nothing gets called. Nothing. 
So for that to be called, and that is just such a ridiculous penalty anyways, hand to the helmet, I understand. Like, I understand you can't hit him in the helmet, but the hand isn't doing anything to the helmet. Right. I understand no helmet to helmet, but why can't a hand hit a guy on the helmet? Especially... Down, down there, down there, down there. When, when they're using their arms and all kinds of trying to get a blocker off of them or whatever, right? Their arms are flying all over the place. And they're supposed to be able to control that. He's trying to get to the quarterback any way he can, but don't let your hand graze his helmet. That's impossible. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just a stupid ass call. Yeah, that's stupid. I I forgot about that call. <laughs> stupid. I was laughing when I saw it. Because it was so, it's like, are you serious, man? It's Tom Brady, bro. You should be able to hit him in the head because it's yeah. so damn good. Yeah. It's like, come on. If anyone just, should be able to get hit in the head, it's him. It's him, you know, but it didn't touch his helmet. It, no. His helmet was like kind of, I don't know, sideways because he was getting bumped into in the pocket. But, yeah, he never got touched. And then on the flip side, Pat Mahomes got smacked in his face mask, actually grabbed, I believe, and didn't get a call. And he was looking around like, nobody saw that? Nobody saw that? Right. It's like They never see it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's annoying. That's just, you know, shit like that. I want to be able to say, yeah, if I'm Andy Reid, you know, yeah, I'm challenging that shit. Right. Get out of my face with that. That didn't even get touched. Here's a challenge flag. Move it back. No penalty. Whatever. Right. I mean, you feel like that's just, because that stuff is just so annoying. You can't miss those. Right. That bad. You can't miss that. Can't. That's not a call you can just make. If you don't see it, if you don't see the other ones, I understand. You you know, you're not gonna be like, oh well he said he got hit in the face mask, so he must have. Let's go look at the replay. I get it. You can't necessarily do it if you don't see it, but when you see it, if they throw the flag, you assume they saw it. Right. So again, if you saw it, why didn't you see it right? Right. I don't understand it. <laughs> you need somebody in the booth. You yeah, gotta, you, you gotta, have to be able to challenge that. You stuff. have to be correctable. <laughs> Everybody can't live with your your uh, your mistakes and your bad eyes. Right. Put it that way. And just saying that about Brady, one thing I, I'm starting to really, really hate is just preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. You hear it a lot in the basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, that player's not going to get that call. Right. Why not? Isn't a foul just a foul? Yes, you think. You, why does, why does uh, you know, once again, Harden, why does he get the call, but the guy off the bench doesn't get the call? They're both the exact same thing. I don't yeah. understand that. Preferential treatment, it sucks. I don't like it at all. I have LeBron on my favorite team. He doesn't even get the calls, though, sometimes. Yeah. Because he's bigger than everybody. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Shaq had that Shaq. same problem. Yeah. He would get murdered, and it's like, <laughs> Well, what are they supposed to do? He's so big. Well, it's like, that's not Shaq's fault. No, <laughs> like, no. You still can't climb on me. There's no section in the rule book that says if you're over such and such weight that you don't get this call. Right. It doesn't say that you're such and such veteran, you get this call or not. It's a foul, it's a foul, it's a foul, or whatever the call is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, super I that. I wonder if they teach that in, like, refereeing classes. Or is it just an understood, unwritten... You'd think unwritten rule. You think they <laughs> like wouldn't have baseball. to, because it would be like, you know, it just seems so obvious. I don't know. You think they wouldn't even have to touch on that? I don't know. For some reason, I think they actually do teach that in class. Yeah. Just for the what do you say? The excitement of the game. Yeah. You want certain players to be able to get off and have certain numbers, just to keep the games popular. People popular. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> if if uh, Harden didn't go to the to the line 25 times he went and scored 61 points or score 40 points per game for the last whatever whatever yeah like certain things like that i'm not saying that's the case in all his i don't watch his games like that except when they play the lakers but it gets on my nerves well and i think sometimes referees get in any sport get kind of caught up in whatever the fans in the stands think Uh, so like kentucky the other day played auburn and it was at Auburn, and we won. <laughs> just put that out there. Just get that out of the way. <laughs> but towards the end of the game, we were up five, 
uh, maybe like a minute and a half or something like that. And Auburn player goes in, he's about to dunk one. And P.J. Washington comes from like the front of him and clearly swipes trying to block the shot, hits him on the arm. Auburn player loses his balance, hits his head on the floor, starts bleeding. Fans are going crazy. Mm -hmm. They didn't see it. Fans are going nuts. They do the replay. He clearly just hits him on the forearm. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with him losing his balance and flailing all over the ground and hitting his head and starts bleeding. They call it a flagrant one. I'm not going to bore everybody with like the language of a flagrant one, but after they reviewed it, nothing about it met the requirements of a flagrant one. Right. So, anyways, they go to the monitor, they look at it, and they stand there for like three minutes and look at this thing. And then they stick with the call. And the announcers are going, what? There's been articles on ESPN where they were like, what in the hell was that call? You can't miss those calls at the end of the game. Right. You, you fuck Kentucky over right there. That's a big resume win that isn't on their resume. Come tournament time, those matter. Right. A win on the road against a ranked team, those matter. So you can say, well, it's just one game. Sometimes these games matter. You can go back in the NFL and look at you know, calls and all kinds of things that happen in favor of a certain team, maybe things change. They all matter, whether it's high leverage in the playoffs or week two. If a, if, a, if a play gets called wrong and it affects the outcome of a game in week two, maybe that team's not in the playoffs, or maybe that team doesn't have home field advantage, or maybe that whatever. It, all these positions at the end of the season come down to one, two, three games that separate these teams. Right. So... Whether it's high leverage or not, to me, they just can't miss these calls. There has to be a way to fix it where it's instantaneous instead of just after the game going, my bad, sorry, right? didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy being a referee. I'm sure it's a hard job. But, I mean, just some of it is just ridiculous. I hate how referees anticipate calls, too. They anticipate fouls. They anticipate... Just making calls in general. Like, make the call you've seen. If yeah. it's a little bit late, that's fine. In the NBA, they'll, they'll wait to the, see the result of the shot before they make a call. Yes. They probably do that in college, they too. They do it in college, too. And I'm like, was you giving them the consolation prize? Okay, you didn't make the shot. I'll give you the foul call. Right. It's an N one situation if it was a foul, then. <laughs> right. Full damn whistle. Yeah, I don't, I don't get know. it. They do that stuff all the time. All the time. I, I don't know. I would love to be in a meeting, though. I think they have a lot to do with. They probably have constraints. Like, we have to keep the game flowing in a certain way. Keep the stars the stars. You know, it's all that stuff. I'm sure they get taught in class. Well, and here's the other side of it. And this is where I think you start getting into some dangerous territory. If you start talking about the more rules they change, the more things that the refs have to look for, right. the more they're going to miss. Yeah. And so the more they're adding all these helmet to helmet and all these different new penalties that they're you know trying to take some of the contact away from the game, they're giving them more to look for, and the game is happening very fast. None of this explains the call at the end of the Saints game. No. Because that was right in front of his face. But in general, I, I do worry about adding and adding rules and all these things. I think you could see the quality go down. Unless maybe they need to add more Referees. refs on the field or on the court or whatever. I think they need them up top, though. Yeah. I mean, it is plausible to see somebody miss a call. You know, even if you are trying to, you only have to look at one aspect, you should never miss a call. But everybody's human, so you're going to miss something. Hopefully not in the most high leverage moment of your career, probably. Not alone, let alone the actual player's career. But they need somebody else that can actually correct them, though. You know, everybody has faults. So put somebody up top that can make that call if you can't. Yeah, it's got to be a check and balance. Yeah, because that ref, he's gonna be working like Mountain West games next year for college. <laughs> There's no way he's good. No way. Yeah, he's not gonna lose his job now. He probably will not be in another AFC Championship game for a long time. He shouldn't be. Yeah, he he still be an NFL ref. You know, obviously he earned we'll his way up there. 
but just uh, messed up in the <laughs> worst possible way. He bet they better not schedule him on any Saints games because they won't oh, forget. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they better not put him on any Saints games. That's all I can say, <laughs> and especially not in New Orleans. <laughs> oh man, that's right. But all right, uh, one more thing they were talking about uh, is trying to thinking about changing the overtime rules. Mm. I don't really like that, but what do you think? Uh, I currently like how it is right now. I don't mind it. I don't mind the way it is. I don't. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so what? Uh, Patriots score a touchdown, so what are they saying? The Chiefs should have a chance never, to match it? Never had a chance to match it. Yeah, okay. They had the whole game to have the score not be matching. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, whatever. The thing I don't like, and I've heard someone suggest this on NFL radio... One of the things I don't like, I do not like the fact that the who gets the ball at the at, in overtime is decided by something as arbitrary as a coin flip. It's a coin flip. I feel like there's got to be a better way to decide who gets the ball. Something maybe that's merit based, or even if you just did it where, um, okay, whoever won the opening coin flip, it could change strategy if you get the ball first. And then the other team gets the ball at half, and then you would get the ball first in overtime. So that may change strategy if you changed it to where whoever wins the coin flip in the beginning of the game would decide without knowing if there was going to be an overtime, basically who would get the ball first in overtime. Mm. So, I mean, you could maybe do it that way. I don't know. That's the only thing about it. I don't mind anything else about it other than that's such an arbitrary thing. A coin it's flip. It's kind of weird. We're deciding who goes to the Super Bowl based on who picked tails or heads. I mean, yeah, you have to go out there and do it, but man. <laughs> like, are we going to sit here and say, like, if the Chiefs won the toss that we don't think Mahomes goes down maybe and scores a touchdown? Right, right. Are we complaining about it then? I don't know. I don't know. But a coin flip to me seems like a real weak way to decide right. how that gets decided. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't really mind the coin flip. It is very weird now that you put it that way. But I I really like the the rules how they are now. If I was to change it, though, only thing I would do, I would just give each team a possession. You know, like that's how college does it, right? They get get it from like the 40 or something. Yeah, they're basically in field goal range when they get it. I think they get it at like the 25. Okay. Or the 30 or something. But they... They do it where, okay, so you score, the other team matches. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Score, match. Right. And then after, and then I think it, it flips. At some point, after a certain amount of possessions, it flips. Okay. And then also, instead of being able to kick the extra point, at some point you have to go for two. Okay. If you score a touchdown. Okay. So, it's fine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that one's okay, too. I think you, you could get in a situation in the NFL where – that could never end. You'd have to. They wouldn't be able to start out in field goal range. No, I would. You'd never, have to put them back be, further. I wouldn't even start them. I would do actual kickoff. You know? Yeah. Okay. But and then just still be able to. Yeah. Match each other. Yeah. The only reason I would even think of doing it that way is because the NFL, even rules and just pure system wise, everything weighs in the offensive favor. Period. So if you miss that coin flip, odds are you are going to lose. Actually. Right. You know, just if you're in the playoffs, your defense, it should be good, but offense wins games now. It's not defense wins championships anymore in the NFL. Maybe in basketball, even then it's not, but it just weighs so heavy on the off- offensive side. That's the only reason I would change it, but still, I'm still of the mindset, go out and stop somebody. If they get a field goal, you still get an opportunity, but if you allow a touchdown – Especially the way the Chiefs did, kind of like, yeah, right. you kind of deserve that L. Yeah, well, and I guess I thought they when they changed it to where a field goal wouldn't end it yeah. on a first possession, right, right. I thought that was as much change as that needed. Yeah, that's all it really Because like, I do agree with changing that. That seems a little silly. You can, it's not that hard to get in field goal range. You got guys out here kicking 57 yarders. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, that, not, not a real tough thing. So once they changed that, I was fine with it. I still, like I said, just the issue with the coin flip. But for the most part, I don't have a problem with it. 
Yeah. You got to go stop somebody. That's all it is. I will say this, and I hate to pile on with Saints fans, mm. but misery loves company. <laughs> and I don't feel so bad about Cody Parkey missing that field goal anymore mm. because at least that was within the field of play. Like, we, we missed the kick. Right, right. Nothing screwed us. Right. We didn't get no blown call. We just missed the kick. Right. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel a little bit better. It makes it not sting quite as bad, knowing that there's fans out there that lost their opportunity to go to the Super Bowl on something way worse than a missed field goal. Yeah, it probably does make you feel better. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> sure does. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there has it worse than me this playoffs, and that's okay by me. <laughs> Misery loves company. That's sure hilarious. Does. All right, one more thing. Uh, they were said in the rule book that Roger Goodell actually has the power to make these, make that game go back and actually replay that moment. Obviously, that could never happen. Oh, then why have the power? Yeah, yeah. only reason I, I say, only reason I say you can't do it because of the betting. You can't make people go back and give back that money or, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And if you're so adamant about having sports betting, you have to stand by it. Yeah. But if that was not the case, I would have absolutely exercised that that power. Not not five days later. It would right. have been that same day or at worst. He's watching then, the game. Yeah, the next day. He can't call in to the head officials. Right. We got Goodell on the phone. Yeah. And he goes, guys, you're going to have to redo that one. Yeah. I'm using my veto power. What? Okay, so what would what would warrant it then? If if he has the power, and you're not going to use it for something like that, what would it have to be? Why does he have the power in the first place? Well, I was listening to the radio, and it, the one uh, what did say the one um, uh, situation they brought up was say a kicker for you know the last second kick to win the game. He actually kicks it after the regulation clocks runs out. And they mm. don't catch it on the field. Okay. So you don't have to go back and actually play nothing, replay anything. They just be able to change the like, outcome. You know what? He actually didn't get that field goal off on time. So you get the L and they get the W. Ooh. Unless it's a game, you know, to go to overtime. Then Ooh. you could be like, yo, y'all got to go play overtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh... But... Yeah, I don't, it's weird. It, <laughs> it's that's a it's a I, that's a hard situation to actually to really fathom anything ever happening like that. Yeah, you know, but. I'm trying to think if I've witnessed any games where it's kind of. I mean, you can obviously have field goals at the last second if you don't get a chance to stop the clock. So I guess I could see how that could happen, but I have a hard time believing that they gave him that power for that one scenario. There's got to be other things. It has to be. There has to be other things that they would step in and do. And I imagine they had to contemplate it for this because it's such a bad look for the NFL. Like we said, it's not just, you know, the, the fact that we're not talking about the Rams. People aren't even talking about the Super Bowl right now. No. Everything (laughs) I hear is all rules changes and people talking about these missed calls. It's Thursday. Yes. That happened on Sunday. And that, yes, we have the two weeks, you know, you get the bye week with the Pro Bowl, so you got two weeks, and obviously the Super Bowl talk will pick up next week. Mm-hmm. But the talk about it has been very little about even what happened in the games. It's just about the officiating. And if I'm the NFL, that's like the last thing you want leading up to the world's largest sporting event. Right. Is that we're not talking about the largest sporting event. We're talking about officiating and how you can fix that moving forward. It's that just for that public, you know, the the PR reasons, I would have thought maybe they give that, you know, a consideration to be able to. But you have to do it in the moment. You have to do it right then. He has to have a button. Right. Wouldn't that be funny if there is just like a. He, he has like a button and then like it's it's, it's like wired to all the stadiums right. so everybody's sitting there and he pushes the button and like some maybe some some smoke comes out right. and some different lights come on and it's like some announcement like 
we have a commissioner's chap. <laughs> the commissioner has thrown a red flag. Ah, the DEF CON then, 5 button. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. shit got real button. That's what's up. That'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. It would be. That'd be awesome. But, but yeah. you'd have to have it be instantaneous like that. Otherwise, you can't go back and do that. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I, it is kind of weird that he has that power. What the fuck are you ever going to use it for? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You, you don't even have the balls to use it. I guarantee you. No, because the backlash from that. The backlash and then, from then you're. Man, because then it, oh man, I don't know. It's hilarious how NFL can't avoid controversy. Always. It's always something. Always. Always. You know, they're always in the news. (laughs) Maybe they like that. I don't know. But see, like, you can't go back and play it later. You can't go back and play that moment later. We're going to play it in an empty stadium. They do this with baseball games that get rained out in the third inning, and then they got to, or the fourth or fifth, and sometimes they come back and they'll finish the game from where it was. Yeah. Oh, there was two guys on base, and there's, you know, like, well, fuck. I have three of my hitters were on a fucking heater. And now, a month later, they're all slumping. Now I gotta go finish this game? Like, give me a fucking break. It's just, I don't, you know, you can't do it like that. Right. You can't do it like that. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like you said, it sucks that we actually had to talk about this and not... This should have been a preview to the Super Bowl. But we got to talk about officiating. Because everyone <laughs> else talking about it. Right. <laughs> oh, all our competitors are talking about it so we got <laughs> we don't want to be the only ones not talking about it oh my goodness that's hilarious but I yeah. guess that's about it though. that's probably it yeah I think it's so it's just a sour sour a sour weekend and a way for it to be overshadowed what should have been one of the most exciting Weekends because you, I don't remember a time, I don't ever remember having both of them at the same year go into overtime. And to have the top four teams, some of the names, your Breeze, Brady, Mahomes, you know, you got all these guys there. And that's just not what we're talking about. We're talking about officials. And it just sucks. sucks. It really sucks. So it does. I hope everybody else thinks it sucks as much as we did because we certainly didn't do anything to cheer it up. So. Misery loves company. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. All right. Well, like always, if you want to hear more Misery Loves Company, follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with the Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe, comment, leave feedback, tell your mama and your cousin and your grandma all about the Balls Don't Lie show. And like always, Regular Steven, what does the ball say? Well, even though the refs might, the balls don't lie. No. And neither do I. For sure. And neither does this guy. You better know that.